Hey folks, this is Glenn. Welcome to an all new episode. What am I talking about right now? I'm going to be talking about wokeness. Yes, I'm going to dip my toes into that particular culture war. Uh, and, well, if you spend enough time on social media, you've heard the term woke or wokeness. If you if are you a if you're a healthy person mentally and you don't spend too much time on social media, you may come across the word sporadically. But what is woke or wokeness? Well, woke is a term that started in the African American community, meaning to be conscious when it comes to the social issues, to be aware of injustice. Now, of course, it's a word and term that has been co-opted and interpreted and translated into uh, something that has been championed and something that has been derided and something that has been championed against. And there are a lot of people in major media companies, legacy companies, who constantly write about the dangers of wokeness and cancel culture, which you could say derives from so-called wokeness and not too long ago I actually did an episode about cancel culture and I talked about um sort of sort of the gaslighting which takes place on both sides of that uh, coin because uh, there are people who have you believe that cancel culture uh is ruining everything it is endangering the republic and then there are some people who say it doesn't exist at all and people seem to be very selective uh when they decide either cancel culture is dangerous or cancel culture uh, is a big nothing. It doesn't mean anything. But talking about woke or wokeness, I guess there are people who treat the idea of wokeness and everything that derives from it, uh, the, the battles against systemic bias and injustice and discrimination and misogyny and racism, uh, there are people who consider wokeness a threat to freedom of speech and to the republic, in a sense, right? Because if you're endangering freedom of speech, you're endangering the republic, you're endangering the country. And let me say that I think there's a, first of all, look, are there, there are many aspects of so-called wokeness that are eye-rolling and can be ridiculous, and I do think that, uh, we live in a culture where, and it happens on on the left and the right, but we live in a culture where people automatically want penalty to be inflicted upon someone. Not sometimes because of actions, but because simply uh, a statement they may have made or something they may have said awkwardly or, you know. Now, there are people who do say things maliciously and then go around and say, oh, that's not what I really meant. But I think we should have the discernment or the wisdom to kind of see through that. Hopefully. Or either that or the people who are sort of the gatekeepers, right? The the the, the journalists, the opinion, the op-ed, uh, the media commentaries. You know, they should be able to uh, look through that. Even though they often themselves get caught up in this entire sort of circus atmosphere. So like I said, there are aspects of so-called wokeness that are eye-rolling and crazy and ridiculous and very annoying. But 
I believe that most of the critics, or a great number of critics of wokeness, are being disingenuous because their problem isn't with um, so-called wokeness or the idea of there being sort of people having to be a, having to be a penalty for something, or people being punished, or people losing their job. Uh, that many of these people who are so concerned about wokeness just don't want to have these conversations. Period. No matter what direction it's going. They simply don't want to talk about racism or misogyny or homophobia or transphobia or any of these issues. Which are usually at the center of these topics. They don't want to talk about it. So it's much easier to criticize uh, the approach or the response uh, to to these issues than actually deal with the issue. And that's how we get caught up in this circle of of back and forth where uh, this person says that and this person says well you know that person should be fired that person should lose their job and that person says no that's cancel culture and look I think what has been rightfully said is sometimes what's called cancel culture is consequences meaning someone did something wrong and they probably should not hold that position anymore or they look bad for the brand or company uh, take, for example, this Dr. Seuss issue of the past two weeks, really, or was it just a week ago, where the publisher of Dr. Seuss announced that they were taking some of their titles out of circulation. They weren't going to publish them anymore and sell them because of material that was racially offensive and culturally insensitive. And there was this huge, to me, manufactured outrage over Dr. Seuss. Uh, because there were people who who said, you know, I can't believe the, the people are doing this. And, and some people blamed the president, actually. Or they blamed Democrats in office. And even though this was a decision by a company who was probably wanting to get ahead of any potential story. right? They probably figured, oh, well, these, eventually someone's going to come for us about these things. Or mention us. So we might as well be proactive and deal with it. And... Did it, I mean, people have been buying Dr. Seuss books in protest. So I guess it's worked out in a way because they're making money. But it probably wasn't, when they first made this decision, they probably didn't think it would end up like this. But here you had a company, a private company, saying, look, we have some some material here that we don't think is representative of the times. Uh, we think uh, we're... Well, is insensitive, and we want to do something about it. And people said, "No, you can't do that," and they called it cancel culture, which doesn't seem like seems like we if you if you if a company or a person says, you know, proactively, look, uh, I want to correct something. I want to, you know, I, I want to have a a different conversation. I don't want something that happened in the past to be at the conversation to be at the forefront of the conversation now. I think they've had the right to say that, and I think trying to t- you know. In fact, uh, criticize them is sort of doing what you say other people are doing. Sort of like look in the mirror. Now, going sort of in the other direction, uh, yes, we, we do live in sort of a hyper-vigilant sort of culture when it comes to discourse, where where people are constantly, you know, sort of being not more than reprimanded, reprimanded, uh, which is 
in many ways that's okay. If someone says something, I think it's okay for people to say, you know what, I think that's wrong. I think that's, you shouldn't say that. I think that's, you know, you can do better. Uh, to me, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I do think we run across a problem when we say, hey, you know, you may have said something awkwardly or said something, maybe even something that could be considered offensive. And, okay, you should, whatever, lose your job, be cast into the lake of fire, or whatever, anything like that. Now, there are some cases where, yeah, that is called for, where someone does some, says something egregious, and there's no looking past it. But sometimes it's just, hey, you know what, we're all humans, uh, we're all trying to navigate uh, these waters, uh, let's, let's, okay, let's call out whatever was the offense, and then let's sort of try to move on. But social media really isn't equipped or isn't really developed or made for that sort of mature uh, outlook. It really is a conflict machine. If you look at Facebook, Twitter, specifically, not so much, you know, Instagram or some other places, but really Twitter and Facebook is a places where, you know, you can get caught up. Uh in these in these arguments and a lot of it has to do with the fact that look social media gives us distance from people right so we say things or make statements about people or situations that we might never say uh in the company of people that was like right in front of us so we definitely would not say to the person that we're talking about we wouldn't say to their face so social media gives us that comfort of distance uh to 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 say whatever we want to say and that can be a good thing but that also can be a bad thing because sometimes you have all of a sudden now your ability to self-filter uh comes into question so so where do we go from here uh what do we do i think that uh, critics of wokeness and cancel culture uh like I say, they need to be, uh, not that they shouldn't be listened to, but I'm really curious to how often those critics have something to say about the issue that the you know, so-called wokeness and cancel culture is is being born from, right? If, you're, if you have more energy and sort of anger about perhaps flawed responses... To these real issues, but you don't have any of that energy for the the causes of the issue, then you're not really looking. You're, you're not necessarily championing freedom of speech or intellectual discourse. You're really trying to shut down conversations that you don't want to hear and things that make you uncomfortable. And we have a thing I believe in culture right now where. Uh, people take whatever is deemed uncomfortable as a threat. And when people feel threatened, they feel afraid. And they feel afraid, they want to lash out. Or they want to inflict penalty or punishment on someone. And the thing about that is this idea uh, of sort of being feeling uncomfortable is that... Sometimes you just have to be uncomfortable. 
when you live in a, a especially in a multicultural society where you have many differences of opinion, there's some, sometimes you're going to hear things that you don't like. And you have the right to respond to that. And you have the right uh, to argue, counter-argue. But, you know, sometimes there's this ability where people just don't want to hear. Now, of course, there are cases where if the language or the issue is something that is dehumanizing or something that can sort of others someone or some group, that can be very dangerous. And that is worthy of being called out. But there are sometimes when comfortable, uncomfortable statements or things that make you uncomfortable are said or stated. You just, okay, you're uncomfortable, you respond to it, and then the conversation progresses, hopefully, to a, some, something else or to another level. But what is really, so, so, so if someone says, okay, well, you know, cancel culture and wokeness are this great threat to freedom of speech, I think they're wrong. Uh, if someone says that there's no such thing as cancel culture or that, uh, you know, everything sort of surrounding so-called wokeness is, is fine and great, and there's nothing wrong, then I would say they're, they're wrong. And I hate to do sort of the both sides thing because sometimes that's a cop-out. But sometimes you just have to call it like you see it in the interest of fairness. So those those are just some thoughts on uh, that particular issue. Um, hope you enjoyed. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find out all that in the podcast notes, uh, email. Uh, take care of yourself and stay woke or not. <laughs>